Hey guys, welcome to From Miles Away, a completely student-run podcast. Where we tell personal stories from students all over the world. We all go to the same international boarding school. And boy do we have some stories to tell. So So stay sustainable, sustainable, open-minded, and give our podcast a try. Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of From Miles Away. My name is Sophie, I'm from the Netherlands, and today we have a very special guest. Thanks for having me, I'm Pedro from Venezuela, and let's share some stories. So, Pedro, what do you have for us today? So, when, when I received the invitation to speak in this platform, I, I was thinking that I wanted to share something about my reality in Venezuela. Because when I, when I came here, I, I realized that people uh, see in Venezuela as only... Uh, of course, in Venezuela, uh, people know that in Venezuela there is a crisis, but they think there is only a problem of inflation, a problem of a dictator, a problem of US, Russia, China. But Venezuela, the problem in Venezuela is more than that. The crisis is about a social crisis, it's about a political crisis, economical crisis, ideological crisis, ethical crisis. And all these things made up this big puzzle of what I can call the problem in Venezuela. So it is difficult for someone that is not living in Venezuela to understand what actually is happening. I left Venezuela one year, one year and a half ago and right now it's difficult for me to understand what is happening. So for me, so, someone that is native, if it's difficult, imagine for someone that has never lived in Venezuela. So um, I want to share here two stories that can probably picture uh, two main and very broad problems that Venezuela face. Um, so yeah, the first problem, I'll, I'll call it the surplus or um, the excess of, of freedom actually cause a massive oppression in population. And for this, I will take the, the, the first anecdote is um, one day we're going out of, uh, my, my grandfather died and we were leaving the place. It was 10 p.m., around 10 p.m. And two motorcycles were following us. We were, we were in a group of cars, we were four cars. And then one motorcycle turned down the, their lights and it turned down its light and then it went uh, all over and then it turned around and it just confronted my mother car. And then the, the people in the motorcycles, they came, they came, uh, they came down of, of, from the motorcycles and they, um, they showed the gun and yeah, they asked my mother to give them money and to give them everything. Uh, well, my, then the story is a bit crazy. My, my father turned around the car and he wanted to crash with the, <laughs> with the guys. It was a big mess. Um, but what I what I learned from this is that uh, in Venezuela there is a, there, there is a constitution and there are many laws, but no one respects the law. And you can have this sense of an anarchic state where everyone can do whatever you want because we are all above the the, the law. But the reality is that when everyone is above the law, no one is really free because you feel this oppression from the social this big social entity about if you go out, I, um, they're going to steal my money. If I show my, my mobile, they're going to steal my mobile. They're going to kill me. They're going to rape me, you know? Mm-hmm. And all these fears restrict your liberty as an individual, even, even, even when you think that you are in an anarchist state when you can do whatever you want. So that for me um, is one of the main problems in Venezuela that no one respects the law. And it seems that we do not care. Right? Mm-hmm. And even from my side, it's not, it's not that I'm 
uh, far away from my reality. My father sometimes don't respect the law, my mother don't respect the law, and always a contact, money, someone can get you above the law. Um, so yeah, it's that, that's a sad reality okay. that we face. And do you have any idea why people don't respect the law? Well, I think it's a historical development, right? It's not something that, that uh, started yesterday or one month ago or even five years ago. Uh, I think it's a mix of the economical crisis, the political crisis, the lack of belief in democracy, the lack of belief in an ideology. Which ideology do Venezuelans follow, right? And so th those are, there are different factors that lead to this um, anarchic behavior, um, a negative kind of anarchic behavior that oppress society in a way. Um, and I think that the, the other major problem that I want to share here is about the complex realities, and I want to emphasize in the plural, that Venezuelans experience every day. Um, my reality is not the reality of every Venezuelan, nor it is to the majority of Venezuelans. I'm, I'm actually a person that holds a lot of privilege. Um, I could eat three times per day. I had water, electricity, education, healthcare, all these things for a Venezuelan, those are massive privilege. So in a, in a, in, in a country where these things that in Europe seem to be normal are privileged, you understand that, that people face reality in different ways. Um, so I, I want to read something that I wrote. Uh, may I? Of course. Uh, thank you. Um, so this was an essay that I wrote. And I had a period of my life where I was moving a lot um, because of the situation. But this is something that I think I learned and I want to share it. Each change was an occasion to discover a new corner of my city, of my culture. I had the, I had the unique opportunity of living in the two extremely unequal sides of Caracas. Caracas is the capital of Venezuela. Which enabled me to become aware of and appreciate the privilege I held in such a fractured society. Reconsider the concept of poverty and the possible solutions for it. And translate what my mom offered, my mom, my family, my uncles, everyone, offered as a linear and detached problem that they call the economic crisis into a more complex and personal conflict. And, and yeah, I, had, I, I don't see it as a bad period of my life, but I, 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 I moved a, a, like five, six times in a period of three years. Um, and I saw these realities that I was missing when I was a kid, when I, when I was in this very, even more privileged reality that I, that I had, uh, had today, uh, that I have today as a Venezuelan. And when I, when I start seeing these problems that I was not facing, I understood that for me to say this is Venezuela or this is not Venezuela is actually misleading. And probably you can say that that's for every country because each person has their own reality or seeing life in, in, through their own lens. But the thing is that in an extreme unequal society, realities are extremely different. Um, and that's one thing that I learned and that's, one, uh, that's throughout this I, I want to share. Of course, I would not encourage people to go to Venezuela now, sadly. Um, if even I'm native and I'm not, coming, I'm not going to Venezuela because of uh, being scared and so on. But I want people to understand that what they read in the news is not 
Venezuela in itself. Venezuela is not only numbers, it's not only a dictator, it's way more complex. There is a historical uh, development that I, of course, I don't have the time to explain, but it's, it's, it's a very complex issue. And, and I think that a, a more general um, lesson or phrase that I want to share with the audience uh, is that we are always subject to change. We're always changing, physically, mentally, we're always changing. Um, and that, that is why we, we, will, we must always be willing to learn. Um, because it doesn't matter how many times you change, right? If you are not willing to learn from these changes, you don't grow as a, per as a person. So when you start seeing every change as an opportunity of learning, every conversation with someone as an opportunity to learn something, even to learn something that you actually don't like, you learn that, ah, I actually don't like this, or I actually like this, or I actually didn't know that, or actually dis disagree with this. All of that is, is learning process that enrich you as a person. And one of the biggest changes that you can make is to open your eyes in a very uh, metaphorical way and see the world beyond your walls and see the world beyond your family because it's too broad to just simplify it in three sentences or in three news articles. Yeah. So are you encouraging people to open up and to look at Venezuela from a different perspective and try to understand the real situation? Yeah, that's, that's a very good summary. But basically, yeah, that, that's it. And of course, it, it probably people will ask me, but how can I do that, right? How can I from China, from South Africa, from Germany, how can I learn from this reality of Venezuelans if I don't know a Venezuelan? Yes, of course it's difficult, but what I encourage you is that you don't read an, a one news article and you think that this is the whole reality. Try to read more. Try to do not make... Um, knowledge claims without actually having the information to do so, right? Um, but also to be open to different opinions about Venezuela. Uh, if, if someone hears, uh, if someone uh, in the audience is interesting about uh, the situation in Venezuela, please go and talk with someone else. If you know another Venezuelan, talk with him or, or with her because what I'm sharing probably is very different from what this person could share. But all these uh, arguments, experiences, will build up to recreate a better image of, of what Venezuela could be for someone, right? Um, and this is applicable for every crisis, I think, in the world. Right? So when I see US and Trump, I don't think... I think it's a, there is a crisis in US, of course. I think there is a, there is a crisis in many countries, but I, do, I don't think I, I hold the answer or I hold the knowledge to say this is the problem in the country or this is the source of the problem, right? Um, so yeah, I encourage people to go beyond um, news and yeah, information that you can find on the internet, so yeah. Okay, thank you so much for being here with us today. It was an amazing talk with you, thank you so much. And for the audience, stay tuned for the next episode in the next week. Thank you. Ciao.